Hey everybody, my name is Dave Jackson and you're listening to Tales from the Backlog, which is a video games podcast where I bring in guests to talk about the games we play. Elden Ring Month continues with today's episode and I have a very special guest. My guest today is returning from a previous, uh, two previous episodes of the show, right? Um, from Hades and Hollow Knight, Jim Rodeman. Hello, good to be back. Yeah, welcome back, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, I am yours whenever you need me. That's super. All right, <laughs> let's keep moving. No, we're uh, we're keeping that in the episode. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you said, Jim was a guest on the previous episodes of the show about Hades and Hollow Knight, both very, very good episodes. Highly recommend you go check those episodes out if you haven't already. But like I said, today, Elden Ring Month continues and Elden Ring month is coming to a close with the final episode which is the bosses tier list. So dun, dun. Jim and I have a tier list on tiermaker.com. We're going to run through it. We are going to rank all of the bosses in Elden Ring, all of the bosses that say great enemy or above. We're not going to rank, you know, random field bosses or uh things in catacombs and stuff like that, because then we would be here for six and a half hours. So (laughs) I count 33 bosses on this tier list. uh, So that is going to be plenty. There are some that are not on here that I would like to talk about. Like uh, there's no tree avatars. There's no uh, Knight's Cavalry on here. But, you know, I think we have enough to talk about here. So you can find the link to the tier list in the show notes. If you want to make a tier list of your own and share it with us, we would appreciate that. You can share it in the discord or on social media with the tales from the backlog accounts. Also in this episode today, we are going to go full spoilers right from the beginning. So if you haven't played Elden Ring, or if you haven't finished Elden Ring, you can listen up to the point where we're talking about things that you're you have completed, or if you haven't played it at all, just know this is full spoilers. And I've kind of ordered the bosses in a semi-chronological order, so maybe if you're halfway through the game, you can listen to half of the tier list if you want to, and come back when you're done. I think Jim and I would both recommend this game. Yes, agree. On my tier list, um, I have rankings of S, A, B, C, D, And then instead of F, I have the Bed of Chaos tier. Uh, Just a shout out to the eternally worst boss fight in the entire FromSoft catalog, the Bed of Chaos. So those are my tiers. And um, before we get into the tier list, uh, since, Jim, you haven't been a part of Elden Ring month so far, and we have not talked about FromSoftware on this show together, we talked about Hollow Knight um, and Hades. I want to give you a chance to share with the listeners your, you know, personal history with From Software, your history with Elden Ring and stuff like that. Yeah, thanks, man. And I think that that's actually important because uh, unlike you, I come in probably with a some pretty naive naive views when it comes to this world. So, introduction to FromSoft games was actually through you. You told me a uh, hundred years ago to play Dark Souls. You said it was the best uh, RPG you had played in, a, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, like a good friend, 
I, I said, great. And then I forgot <laughs> and then all never about touched it. it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just proceeded to, so then, you know, I finish, uh, grad school and everything and I'm, I'm running around at a GameStop and, and I, this was a purchase, um, Dark Souls one, uh, Uncharted two, Persona five and, oh my gosh, there was one other game as well. And I bought all four of these games on PlayStation 3 um, or for pay- PlayStation 3 back in 2017. I probably bought them for less than $50. And I proceeded to play all of them but Dark Souls. <laughs> 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 so then, um, you know, the the barren wasteland that was uh, COVID hits and and I had nothing to do. And I was stuck inside. So I had another friend as well that was telling me, you know, you own Dark Souls and you haven't played it. So um, I played that first one start to finish uh, Dark Souls 1 on the PlayStation 3. I played it without any online play because they Mm -hmm. weren't offering it anymore. And I played (laughs) it with no DLC. And um, I thought that that first game is a masterpiece. I think that every pixel in that game is lovingly placed and uh i can't speak any any higher of that game mm-hmm. uh, i have then proceeded to play no other from software games until elden ring and so how did you find elden ring then since you went straight from dark souls 1 to elden ring you're jumping ahead like miles in complexity and uh game speed and all these things i think Light years, light years. And and maybe you can weigh in on a couple of these things. From my understanding, this is uh, maybe not exactly, but for the most part, this is like essentially the Dark Souls 3 engine, correct? It feels really similar to Dark Souls 3, yeah. Okay, because I was used to kind of the clunkiness. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that this game, I mean, I sunk over 160 hours into it within... Within probably a one month span, I was texting you like the whole time. <laughs> yep, um, yep. So I clearly loved this game. There, that doesn't mean that it is not without flaws. I do have my own particular issues with it, and so my own personal history with it, I think, is going to leapfrog into my next point, which is uh, I played Dark Souls One as a strength faith build. So mm-hmm. when I started this game, I wanted to go the total opposite direction. So my goal was dexterity and intelligence. The total That's right. opposite. <laughs> I was yeah, I was a satanic worshiper who died in one hit to everything. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I went dex intelligence, which then turned into actually probably just intelligence. Yeah. Um, and I think what you'll see is that the way that my tier list is set up is towards the end of the game, once you start to unlock the Kamehameha intelligence moves, um, my boss tier list just becomes a whole lot of B's and A's because this game plays fundamentally differently depending upon what uh build you're going for and when you are a turret the, the that kind of removes a lot of dynamics from this yeah i also played as 
a dex intelligence, mostly dex though. Um, like I used spells sometimes, but it, my it was like a, I'll shoot a couple of spells off, but then when something closes the distance, I fight melee. And then for a couple bosses on this list, I had to go all melee and just abandon magic uh, for the most part uh, because they just they get up in your face. And so I think we're going to have a couple of like similar experiences with some of these bosses then. Um, I think this game, I think you and I both played it kind of the easier way. And uh, as I said in previous episodes, I feel absolutely no shame in that. And if you, if anyone is listening and is going to try and guilt me into feeling shame about the way I play, that will not happen. I do think though, that if you play this game as a, strength dude with a two-handed weapon and no shield i think this game is way harder than the way that i played it so that kind of leads me into like a couple of like things i want to get out in front before we get into the tier list um i played this with this build uh that used some ranged attacks some up close attacks i used uh, bleed a lot with my uh, my katana build and stuff like that bleed is excellent in this game um, I used my spirit ashes against most bosses to win. I use I would usually fight a boss one or two times without it, and if I couldn't beat it, then I was like, okay, uh, I've seen this boss. Let's uh, let's break out the mimic tier. Let's uh, let's get on with the game because, as I've said before, the bosses are good in FromSoft games. They're fun, but they're not why I'm playing the game. I want to explore the levels. That's my shit. So a boss that takes longer than like 20 to 30 minutes is frustrating for me at that point. I don't really get any pleasure out of most bosses that are like, oh, this took me five hours to beat. I'm well past the point of frustration if I ever get there with very, very few exceptions throughout the series. You're in uh, good company here. Um, you know, I think... And again, I missed all the other days. I, I've never seen Dark Souls 2, 3, you know, what have you. But uh, gone are the days of of I'm going to lose to Ornstein and Smo like, you know, 50 times. And and instead, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I'd walk into those rooms and it's like, OK, I lost to you once. Uh, pop the Wondrous Physic. Here comes the Mimic Tear. I'm going to like throw in a Rune Arc or maybe like a couple other consumables. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to like beat you. I'm just going to like numbers you down, basically. Yep. And I definitely feel like some of these bosses feel like they are made to use Spirit Ashes. Like some of them are, frankly, like I think too hard to fight by yourself. And I, from software put in the spirit ashes in the game. And then I think they designed some bosses with the intention that you will be using them or will be summoning another player or something like that. So again, I don't feel bad about my summoning practices because I think from software wants you to do it. That's why it's in the game. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into the uh, tier list here. Let's do this. Oh, tarnished. In search of the Elden Ring. Emboldened by the flame of ambition. (laughs) 
thy flame. Let it be Margit the Fell. So I have, again, we have 33 bosses on this tier list, and we're going to attempt to get through this in a, a timely manner. But, you know, this is Tales from the Backlog. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, so I have uh, ordered these kind of chronologically again. Uh, there are going to be some things that are not on this tier list, but I looked through it a couple times before, and most of the heavy hitters are here. I'm pretty happy with this list. So uh, starting off with the first uh, major boss in the game, uh, which is Margit the Fell Omen. Jim, where do you have Margit? Uh, so no no joke, I actually think that Margit um, deserves to be in at bare minimum a tier uh i actually in my tier am probably going to go ahead and put him all the way up in s because i think he's uh a great introduction to this game i think it's it's a it's a great moment to just be like oh wow like i got i got stomped and then he's he's a very dynamic boss fight making all the different changes within what his weapon is and he's got uh the wonderful thing that I think is a from software, well, it's not a from software thing, but from software does it really well where when you reach kind of the halfway point in the boss battle, there's almost like a heat up mode. And mm -hmm. uh, his heat up is he busts out this huge hammer and just starts like laying into you. And, and I thought he was great. So personally for me, for me, he's probably going into S tier. Okay. I have him in A tier. I agree. He's really, really good. Obviously, I got kind of frustrated before I figured out that like, oh, you're supposed to die to him at the beginning. You're you're probably not going to be good enough to beat him. Once I realized that and was like, okay, I'm going to go explore for 30 hours and then come back. After I came back and I was on his level, like, you know, DPS wise and stuff like that, I really, really like this fight. I like his moveset. Um, I like that the second phase is basically the same, but with you know, that hammer, that big jumping hammer attack, which is the easiest attack to dodge and punish on. Um, but mm -hmm. all of his other attacks are basically the same with some elemental damage and stuff like that, uh, which is how I like multi-phase boss fights. So I don't know if he's like a, yeah, he's really hard. That's why it's the only thing keeping me from saying he's like an excellent, like tutorial early game boss because he's so hard. Like he would be like, in the top five hardest bosses in Dark Souls 3, I think. And he's the first one in Elden Ring. Um, but I do really like it. So A tier for Margit. I, I think one of the things you brought up real quick, and I just want to touch on it, is one of the things that I think Elden Ring does great from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. And that is, you know, you meet Margit, you're level, I don't know, maybe 15, and you get like crushed by him. Mm -hmm. But Elden Ring, there's grinding isn't really grinding an Elden Ring because instead you are always off discovering something new, getting some incremental upgrade. So grinding an Elden Ring, you can do that just by exploring the world. Right. And like Limgrave in and of itself, you know, you can, you can 100% Lim beat Limgrave and be walking out of there at level like, you know, probably 30 or 40. So um, to then go back into Margit and be like, you're not so tough. I, mm -hmm. It's something that this this game does consistently good 
from start to finish. And Margot, to me, is the he's the one that introduces that idea, which is, again, why I haven't placed so high. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Margot's good. Um, next up is uh, to the right of the starting area. You go into the uh, the lake next to the uh, the chapel that you come out of or next to the uh, the building you come out of and you fight uh, the first dragon in the game. And it's Flying Dragon Agil. And this, I think this is going to kind of be a proxy for all the other dragon fights in the game. There's two others on this tier list, but like the random field dragons are not on here, uh, but they're all basically the same. So where do you have a guild, Jim? Um, I, the first time, so I, you know, never did Dark Souls 3. I think there's a dragon in that game. Um, first time I did that dragon in that swamp, I was blown away just with the fact that, you know, a video game captured a dragon fight better than Skyrim. Not that Skyrim's like the, the you know, one to beat necessarily. But <laughs> I really liked it the first time. And then the next four or five times that you do it, it's kind of just the same battle over and over again. Yeah, to the with point different, where when you're... different elements and, you know, a couple different attacks, but it's mostly the same fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So like the blizzard one, okay, I can't see very well and there's a lake of ice. You're you are correct. By you know, by Ronnie's quest line, you're fighting three in one place at one uh-huh. time. And <laughs> and so by then, like I was kind of a little bit over it. So um the first time I met it, so honestly, the first dragon, A, all the others probably a B. Okay. Um I have a Gil in the A tier as well. Uh, I really like dragon fights in this game. The only reason they don't go in S tier is because they feel like they just go on for a little while and the strategy for them, while it's really fun to ride around on your horse and fight them, the strategy is still basically just like ride by and chop at their legs and then run out and then ride by again and chop at their legs. Um, the spectacle of them is really cool. And especially a doing big fire breath attacks, like burning the trees, the trees are falling down. That was a super cool thing. And Elden Ring has the best dragon fights of any FromSoft game. I think there's a couple in, I like, uh, I like Calamite a lot and I like um, Sin in Dark Souls 2, uh, but I don't really care for the other dragon fights in the series. Uh, but Elden Ring, they're all at least pretty fun. And I think it's mostly because you can ride your horse around. So Sure. A. Uh, Torrent cannot be... Like, Torrent is S-tier for sure. Controlling that horse feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll mention Torrent a few more times throughout this list because it does become like an, an integral part of some boss strategy. So There's a few more bosses that feel dragon-y. We'll get to those, though. Yeah. Uh, next up... We have, uh, this is the boss of Castle Morn in the Weeping Peninsula, and it is the Leonine Misbegotten. So we're, this is the one that gives you that Game of Thrones uh, sword after you beat it, the <laughs> grafted greatsword or whatever it's called. So where do you have this one? Um, I actually quite liked this guy. Uh, to me, it, it does feel a bit like a duel. I actually started the game again after I beat it, and and got as far through as beating 
I think just Limgrave and getting into the lakes um, where I was just a, just a brute, just a strength based endurance health. That's it. The, mm-hmm. Just those three stats. And some of these uh, bosses that we will talk about where it feels a little bit more like an, an on par duel, I thought were a ton of fun. So this guy to me and, and all the subsequent versions of him that you fight thereafter, we're all a tier from start to finish. Hmm. Okay. I have this one in B and I like that. I, I feel this is the first boss that you fight that is really like a, um, use your shield counter. Like it's kind of like almost a tutorial for that one specific mechanic. Uh, but I don't like this boss a, a lot. Like I put it in B because it's not bad. I just don't love it. He's one of those bosses that has too much stamina, I think. It's too relentless. Uh, it never really cools down. So the only way I could consistently like avoid damage was to block, use the shield counter, and then like run away, basically. So, yeah. Not a huge fan, but not terrible, B, I guess. And then when it keeps popping up as a regular enemy, I tended to have trouble with them out in the field. Uh, Cause again, they're relentless. They never stop attacking. And usually there's other enemies around then. So yeah, B for me. Gotcha. Next up, we have Godric the Grafted, uh, who is the boss of uh, Stormvale Castle. And uh, Godric is a very funny uh, boss. I <laughs> really enjoyed this. Where do you have uh, Godric, Jim? I, I like Godric. Uh, I mean, not necessarily spoil, spoilers for the whole episode, but I liked all your your rune, your shard bearers. Right. Um, uh, your rune lord, whatever. Yes. So I, I liked him. I thought he was A. Um, I liked his, his start. I liked um, battling him with Nephali. Nephali, um, yeah. Nephali. And, and I liked his, uh, when all of a sudden he gets the dragon head. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of changes the dynamic <laughs> of that and keeps it very interesting. As stupid as it is, the, you know, the fact that his wrist could could just become the neck of this dragon mouth. Um, I thought it was great. So. Yeah, I have Godric in S. Uh, I fucking love this fight. I think it's one of the most fair fights in the entire game. Um, and it, as a result, he has a bunch of moves, but he has a bunch of big tells. He never really like surprises you with any moves like out of nowhere with no windups or anything like that. I just thought this is a really good fight. And then, yeah, that cutscene in the middle of it where he cuts his arm off and grafts on a dragon head. Um, that's from software being goofy and weird. And I love it when from software gets weird because they, they do it so well. So I, I actually enjoyed this fight so much. I put my summon sign down and I helped like 20 people beat it. Cause I just like never got tired of doing this fight. So nice S tier. Also, uh, I love after you beat him, the guy in his boss arena, that's just like stomping on his head, talking shit about <laughs> how, like how Godric isn't shit and stuff like that. I love that. <laughs> He's the best character in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Godric's my first S tier next up. Um, we're going into, uh, the Rhea Lucaria Academy and the first boss in there is the red wolf of Radagon. Where do you have this Jim? Ooh. All right. Um, I 
don't like the Red Wolf. And I like him even less the more he shows up throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in C tier for me. So I think what you'll notice with my list is it probably seems like I'm being very forgiving. All of these bosses, I think, are great. I really do. There's, there's, I, I don't know if I'm going to place any that are like crazy low, but this one, um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of. He can jump too far, and um, when he's not in those tiny confined rooms, he will launch far away from you, and then all of a sudden just start firing a bunch of missiles at you. Um, mm-hmm. And he's doing it very fast. I just wasn't a big fan um c level for me yeah i'm putting this one in d i don't like this fight at all um the one oddly the one in the academy the one that's an actual boss fight is the easiest one i think the ones that are out in the field are really fucking hard uh and it's just because like you said they have a lot more space and they're just zooming around outside um yeah, I don't like it. I don't its magic attacks are really strong and its melee attacks are the same wolf style melee attacks that we've seen ever since um Sif. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is D. Uh it's I don't know how many are going to end up down in D. I don't even know if any are going to end up in the bed of chaos tier, but this one is like if we're just doing like bottom 3, like I fucking hate this one. The red wolf is for sure in there. Yeah, um, he bothered me a lot. Yep. Next up, though, is Renala, Queen of the Full Moon. Where do you have Renala? So she's interesting. Um, I'm not putting her in Bed of Chaos tier, but she's a little bit of chaosy in the sense that um, her first, the first part of her boss battle is like a puzzle. You have to run around the room and find all the, you know, the girls that are actually holding the spell at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the fourth or fifth time that i had to fight her that honestly started to get a little frustrating but i do like that you can essentially just out damage that that part um the second stage of her where she's like floating around with the moon in the background i thought was a little bit better but whatever she can um cast at that time is is random so occasionally it's like oh all right i can handle this and then and then like my second time i was like oh that's a troll and i just got like smashed i have renala in the a tier i really like this fight um it seems like it seems like an evolution of uh the deacons of the deep fight in dark souls 3 dark souls 3 has a boss fight that's pretty similar to phase one of renala um but renala is way more fun because you're you have like these kids in school robes throwing books at you and you're going around and just thrashing them and she falls down. And then her second phase is like one of the most like stunningly like beautiful, uh, arenas in the entire game. Like I was like, Oh, this is, this is like ROM in bloodborne, but like way much, way more like visually appealing. And then, so I beat her my first try uh, Ooh. when I was going through the game. This was even before I started using Spirit Ashes a bunch. Uh, I just had a good, I was using Katana and Bleed and those just kind of mess her up. When I was helping people with this fight, I didn't even realize that like, because she uses Spirit Ashes too, or she summons, you know, ghost things. I didn't realize that she could summon in a bunch of like 
really hard stuff like a dragon and stuff like that. And in my fight, she summoned in three wolves. I killed them really quickly and then I killed her. But then I was helping a friend um, and she summoned in a bunch of stuff. And I was like, holy shit, this can actually be really hard. But I didn't have any really tough experience. So she goes in A um, and I like her as a character. Um, and yeah, just a just a fun fight. And it's a one of the few like two phase boss fights where the phases are very different from each other that I actually really like. Yeah, and you're right. The second stage is like strikingly beautiful. I didn't give her a, a, a ranking. Um, I'd probably put her in A, uh, low A though. She's a little variable uh, again with those some of the spirit ashes that she can bring in. It's just like, oh, that's good. Then and then you die. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh, one of the top most controversial bosses in the entire game. It is Star Scourge Radon. Where do you have Radon, Jim? Okay. I think the more unique that you could get the boss fight, which a lot of these, you know, the, the big boss fights are, the better they are. Um, you're going to hear me complain about a tactic that Radon uses later in the game as a reason why I didn't like a boss. I loved Radon. I thought he was great. I loved the idea that you had all these summon signs. And so like, you could just bring like six other people into the battle and you just all went and dogpiled on him. Um, I think bosses are somewhat cheap when they disappear from the battlefield and then show up with an a, atomic bomb blast. <laughs> But other than that, I actually really liked him from start to finish. He's he's a very easy A tier for me. Uh, you could probably make an argument for him to go above that. He's so memorable. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yep, I have him in S. And uh, did you beat Radon before the patch that made him easier? Yes, I am. I'm an OG with that. Although I wouldn't know what that means. Um, <laughs> he, he seemed to me like that would be hard no matter what. Yeah, they there are a couple attacks that like could stun lock you and just kill you as a result or just straight up kill you in one hit and they kind of nerf the damage on those. Um which is good. I'm in favor of that. Um I beat him before the patch too, but then when the patch came out, there were a bunch of people on Twitter that were like, "No, fuck that. I beat him without the patch. You have to too." It's the same people that say <laughs> like, "I paid my student loans. Everyone else has to also." It's the exact same type of person. I yes. have him in S. Like you said, dude, the spectacle, the arena that you're fighting in is so good. And then Radon's story, uh, if you dig into the story a little bit, is excellent. Like the the reason you're fighting him is one of the coolest reasons you're fighting any boss in any game in, uh, in FromSoft stuff. Usually it's just like you go into a room and the reason you're fighting this thing is because they're in the room and you need to get past that room. But <laughs> Radon's is, he's optional, so you don't have to fight him. Um, but Radon's is really cool how, as a result of his fight with Millennia, he's this hollowed out husk and his friends are throwing a big festival for someone to come give him a, a warrior's death. And uh, <laughs> the story with his little tiny ass horse, that's really funny too. Yeah. And I mean, the fight is fun. I had a lot of fun in the fight, like you said, riding in with all your buddies. Um, summoning patches and as soon as you summon in patches he 
just he it it feels like patches just takes one look at the battlefield and he's like nope and then he leaves it's just an excellent fight so, so yes. i i killed patches i i killed him so oh nice. i've never That's seen that no but... less than he deserves i don't blame you patches the dick <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> next up on the tier list we have um after you beat radon if you go back to his uh the arena before his like where the the crier is and where you met all your friends uh there's a boss fight there and it is the crucible knight and um misbegotten warrior a double fight where do you have this one um okay so this is uh probably a b maybe a c it might even be lower than that i started to really dislike that halfway through this game all of a sudden it was like i don't know just throw two of them at the person Uh um crucible knights are difficult from the start of the game till the end of the game mm-hmm. and i i just told you that i liked the misbegotten warrior but when i have to focus on two of them at once it just became too much and it really started to bother me because this game does this not just a couple times like it does it a lot so uh probably a c probably a c yeah i'm putting it in D. I think Crucible Knights are really hard by themselves, and I think Misbegotten Warriors are fairly hard by themselves. Putting them together, you're right, it does feel like they're like, we need a boss fight, you know. <laughs> hey, Fred, we need a boss fight by by uh, by 4 p.m. today. And he's like, uh, okay, Crucible Knight, uh, and we haven't put a Crucible Knight in Kalid yet, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> misbegotten warrior yeah sure and then we'll sp- we'll delay one of them spawning by 30 seconds and then yeah that's okay sounds good great we'll feed your family yeah <laughs> yeah i came back to this later in the game used my mimic tier when both of us were leveled up pretty high and uh thrashed this but i i don't think it's a good idea from the beginning crucible knights are just so fucking hard i had trouble with them the whole game yeah, start to finish the first time you meet one in that that Everjail um by Stormvale to the moment that you're like running into them in the wild. It every time I'd see one it was like, "Oh, I god, this is going to suck." Yeah. I just ended up running past them later in the game like when you see them um underground and stuff like I just you know, stealthed or just ran past them until they got tired of chasing me. So <laughs> That's how, how you know you got a good boss fight. Yeah. Uh, next up. So we're going up onto the Altus Plateau. And uh, one way to get up there is by taking these kind of like, oh, what's the word? Can't think of it. <laughs> the lift? Well, there's the lift. And then there's another side entrance where you're going up like this scaffolding oh, through these caves. There was and stuff a dam. Like Isn't it a dam? Is it a dam? Or maybe not. Yeah. I thought, I don't know, maybe not. You're going up these ledges on the side of a cliff and there's a boss in there called the Magma Worm um, Makar. So, and then we can just roll in all Magma Worms because they're all the same. There's several mm-hmm. of them. So where do you put mm-hmm. this one? The first time I ran into a Magma, I beat 
I beat every magma worm but the last one on my very first try because I would sort of stumble into the arena and be like, oh, I got to fight one of these now. This is uh, probably one of the first bosses where my build really uh, dictated how I feel about the boss fight because I remember getting walloped by this guy and running out of my flasks to just like kiting him with glintstone pebble. So um, I think the magma worms are honestly like a C, uh, but I don't remember ever like getting really dynamic about the boss fight. I think I was always just backtracking and glintstone pebbling them. So that's probably pretty lame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to put these in C also. I don't think they're very special. I think most of them are fairly easy, except there's one in a catacomb that it might give you the moon veil or something like that. It's in Kalid and are in like a tunnel. And it's it's just the smallest room for a boss that big. And that fight really sucks because you have almost nowhere to go. You can literally like walk in the door and it charges at you and just keeps headbutting you against the door until you're dead. Uh, but mm. I'm putting them in C. They're fine. They're they're not terrible. The only one that I think is terrible is because the room is too small, not because the boss is bad. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tended to use ranged magic or the, I was using the moon veil for most of the game too, using the weapon art, which has a bunch of range to it. So C, I don't really have a lot else to say. Next up though, is <laughs> one that we might have things to say, the Godskin <laughs> Noble. So we're oh. going to do the Volcano Manor bosses now, and the Godskin Noble uh, is in there. So this is the big fat one. If you lost track, the Godskin Apostle is the skinny one uh, with the um, extendable neck. <laughs> this is the big fat <laughs> one. So Godskin Noble. Yeah. Uh, Smo of your Ornstein and Smo guys here. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I didn't like either of these guys very much. They both kept things interesting because there's like always something new that they seem to be doing. But um, I was not particularly impressed by anything that they were that they were like individually doing, be it stretching way too far or um, rolling around like a Snorlax. Uh, so B, B, he's good. I'm gonna put this one. I'm gonna put this one in C. Um, I don't like this fight at all. But, so it would go in D. I, I don't like this fight. Um, I think that they're really tanky. The The one thing I have heard is that you can put them to sleep, like, really easily. If you use sleep arrows or sleep darts or a sleep bomb or something like that, they just go right hmm. out. Which is a cool thing about Elden Ring, how status effects are really good against almost everything. Agreed. And this one has some high comedy with its, you know, its rolling attack, you know, like its fucking graveler uh, rollout attack. I think that's really funny, but it's not very fun to fight. Uh, So I'm putting it in C and saving more thoughts uh, for later, because if you've played the game, you know what's coming up later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Next up, Elmer of the Briar. 
Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to turn this over to you to start while I figure this out. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, A lot of people have thoughts one way or another on this fight. I don't remember it very well. I mean, I remember fighting him, but I killed him extremely quickly uh, using whatever spirit ash I had and whatever weapon I was using at the time. Don't quite remember. I probably had Moonveil by that point. Maybe the mimic tier, but I killed this guy so quickly. I don't really know much about him. So I'm going to put him in B. He looks cool. His weapon is cool. It's like a, you know, fucking evil barbed wire looking thing. Um, I'm going to put him in B because of that, but I don't have any real thoughts about this guy. I killed him in less than 15 seconds. I, I, uh, actually looking him up now, I, I do remember the boss fight. Um, you, you said something that I actually agree with a ton and that's like, you know, do you remember him versus how hard was he to defeat? Because he's one of your mid game bosses. And by the time you unlock mid game, you can go to anywhere underground or like six different you know, areas above ground or whatever. So if you do everything, you know, depending upon when you fight this guy, I'm pretty sure I was crazy over leveled and walked Mm -hmm. in and like you said, beat him in 15 seconds. So I'm looking at this. I remember the arena and everything. I guess I'd say B because like I, (laughs) he doesn't stand out to me. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's also a shame that like, you know, I had a thought a couple days ago as I was thinking about like getting ready to do this podcast. Um, I was like, you know, I would like to go fight some because there's a couple on here that I killed so quickly. I don't really have any thoughts about um, and I would like to go fight them again. But Elden Ring doesn't let you uh, rematch bosses. Dark Souls 2 let you do it, but um, that's the only one. So for now, he goes in B and we move on to a boss that I know we have thoughts on, which is mm-hmm. Rikard, Lord of Blasphemy. Join yourself and King as remedy. Together we will devour the very God. <laughs> yes, together! Rikard, <laughs> um, <laughs> Rikard is Yes, I love I love the uniqueness of his battle. I've I've never played a game with a battle like him before. You walk in, there's this spear right there. And I, the first time I picked it up and I didn't use it. But then the second time when I actually started to use the spear and I I understand there's probably some haters out there that are like, "Oh, well if you truly want to fight him, But, like, that's kind of what makes him fun and unique is, like, you use this special item, you fight him, and he's still challenging. It's not like he's a total pushover. I mean, Mm -hmm. he kind of is with that spear. But you still have to, like, think about it. And I thought from start to finish, the visuals... um, I made fun of his voice at the beginning, but, like, (laughs) I, I liked him from start to finish. He's S tier for me. Yeah, totally S tier. It's no doubt in my mind S tier. Um, so this is a fight that 
from software has been doing for a while. There's one in Demon Souls uh, like this, and there's one in Dark Souls 3 like this, where you have a special weapon that you pick up um, to use against only that boss. But the one in Demon Souls is really fun. The one in Dark Souls 3 is terrible. And the one in Elden Ring is incredible. Like the spectacle, the voice actor gave like 1000% effort. <laughs> and yeah, I had a great time fighting him. Uh, he's really easy when you use that weapon because that uh, I think the weapon art staggers him and you can just repeat yes. that until he dies. Um, but mm-hmm. until I figured that out, I was having a bit of uh, a bit of trouble with him. And uh, if you go back to, did you go back to his boss room after you uh, killed him? I didn't, but I watched a video of someone who did, so I know <laughs> what happened. It is the the most insane from software shit. For people who are listening, I said full spoilers. Uh, if you didn't uh, go back, if you go back in, uh, the woman who is like the head of Volcano Manor, uh, she will be in the boss arena eating him, eating his <laughs> remains. But but just like a human eating a giant snake, like yeah, it's small pieces with her hands. Uh, you walk in and you just hear the sound of chewing, and you're like, "That's weird." And then you you see you know something, and you're like, "Okay." You see the woman; she has a gold dress on. Uh, it's it's easy to spot her. And then you walk up, and she tells you about you know we're going to become one and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave you to that. I don't want to interrupt whatever you two have going on here. Very, very from software uh, to, to have this be something that's a in the game at all, but B something that most people would probably miss because after you beat him, why would you go back to his boss arena? You know, mm-hmm. but Rikard S tier next up. We're going underground. So we're going to do most of the underground bosses here. First up is the Dragonkin Soldier. This first one you do underground. There's another one that's in the Lake of Rot, but this one, um, the first one. From Noxtella. Uh, yeah, he, um, he, the first time I fought him, I, I was severely underleveled and I, I stumbled across him. His spectacle is is pretty great. I think he's like one of the biggest bosses in the entire game. I do. Yeah, he's um, real big. He's huge. And um, I really liked fighting him at first. He probably goes in B. I think he's I think he's a, a ton of fun, good for the spectacle, and you don't fight him so many times that you get like bored of him. Yeah, I think you fight maybe three of them in the game. And there's one in the Lake of Rot that I ignored because uh, I don't want to fight in the Lake of Rot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have him in B tier. I enjoy the fight. I enjoy the way he looks. His moveset's pretty crazy. Um, I like the are- the first one you fight, you're in this arena with um, this giant skeleton lord on like a giant throne. And it's a really cool uh, sight to see. So I'm putting him in B tier too. I don't have a whole lot else to say. Just a good from software boss. And yeah, I think you brought this up earlier, but I I really believe that a B tier from software boss would be the best boss fight in a lot of other action games. So saying that it's a B tier is 
pretty damn good in the scope of all action games, I think. For sure. For sure. Now, I I like constantly compare this game with something like Breath of the Wild and I'm like the the boss battles in this are just heads and tails. So even like the C tiers in this are better than those boss fights. Mhm. Yeah. Well, next one on the list is one that a lot of people feel strongly about. We'll see if we feel like it's better than things in other games. It's the Valiant Gargoyles. From Software just fucking loves throwing multiple gargoyles at you. And Elden Ring is no exception. Yeah, I remember these guys. Uh, because, yeah, the first time you come across them, there is two all of a sudden. And you don't mm-hmm. have Solaire to help you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know what? I thought they were fine this time around, just like they were the first time. Um, it was about what I expected when I saw that second hp bar show up in in my very first fight it was like of course um but ultimately it didn't spoil my fun uh b start to finish i have this one in c i beat this my first try and then when i was summoning uh, like helping other people because a couple of friends needed help with it um i kind of saw how difficult they can be i just Kind of got lucky my first time. So, yeah, C, I think. And then you fight more of these gargoyles later. They're never super fun to fight. Um, they're just a little bit too big. And, um, yeah, not a not a huge fan. Uh, and I'm generally not a fan of multiple boss fights anyway. You know, things where it's two-on-one or three-on-one. 2v2 if you're using your spirit summons like the game is encouraging you to do but still uh c tier valiant gargoyles the the double up is a little lame uh did you ever do the the cheese where like you could get them to to fall off the waterfall i never did no i never did and i never tried uh because again i beat them my first try and then after that i was summoned in to help people so i never tried that gotcha just curious yeah Next up is the Mimic Tier, uh, which is a cool fight, like in concept, like, uh, you know, the evolution of Dark Link. Um, But how do you feel about it as a fight um, in totality? Uh, The Mimic Tier probably shows how how bad my character was designed at that point. (laughs) I had to respec to do the the mid-game so that I could be a little bit more heavy armor so I could survive uh Kaled basically but mm-hmm. um the mimic tier was really easy for me like really easy and then i think that's the moment that i realized like oh if i'm going to like truly go for a full build on this i need to go back and rebuild my character uh cuz yeah he wasn't very difficult but i also don't think that i was building a very strong character at that point well number 1 it's 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 great that in Elden Ring, it's so easy to go respec and you can respec like, you know, 15 times without doing any extra like searching for those items. Mimic tier is in C for me. What I think this fight shows is that NPC fights in From Software games are very, very cheesable. Like the AI is not great and it's very easy to just in Elden Ring, just do jump attacks because the AI has no idea what to do about a jump attack. 
So like I had a good build and I still thrashed the mimic tier. The it's just NPCs in these games are pretty easy. Um there's a couple in Elden Ring that are really hard, but it's more about like the special stuff they have than the fact that they are an NPC invader or something. So this is C for me, but mm-hmm. it gave me my best buddy, my helper throughout the rest of the game, uh the mimic tier spirit ashes. Yeah, dude, he's the best. Next up, we have uh, Estelle, natural born of the void. I loved him. I thought he was so weird. The first, I actually found him first in the 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 tunnel that you meet him in. Not like the because you meet him twice, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and I saw him first in the like the space that you're like not supposed to find him. And I was just like, what is this weird, you know, like totally bizarre space scorpion doing? I liked him. That doesn't mean like he's an absolutely like amazing boss fight start to finish. I think he's a just for the fact that he's so unique within this game. Um, But he doesn't do anything that's like absolutely spectacular. Yeah, I'm going to put him in a also really. I really like of course, I like the way it looks and the arena and stuff like that. It would be an S tier, but he's got one attack that is an automatic one hit kill. And it's he kind of teleports and then reappears and does a grab attack really quickly. And it just kills you in one hit. Killed me in one hit. So uh, when that happened, I was just like, ah, this is, you know, from software. Why? Why? But once I learned how to dodge that attack, I really enjoy this fight um, a lot. So A tier, both for being a pretty fun fight, but like incredible spectacle, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gives you a weapon from his boss soul that's like um it's like a it's like a flail, but it's like a little mini solar system, and it's like the coolest looking weapon in the game, but it's just, it's not very good. I was using Dex and Intelligence, so it was like perfect for my build. And I used it against things that need strike damage, like the um, the Crystallians or whatever they're called. Uh, but oh, other than that, things. yeah, other than that, uh, that weapon looks really cool, but is not great. Anyway. The boss looks great, but yeah. yeah. Next up, um, to the capital. The boss of the capital city, Morgoth, uh, the Omen King. Uh, so, I mean, sort of the. Does he even change? Actually, that's a that's what I want to start out with because you bump into him again in the field just outside of it, and he's literally just the same character. It's um, it's him as Margit out in the field because he Morgoth, Margit, Moog, they're all the same person as far as I know. Um, just okay. taking on disguises and aliases and stuff like that. So gotcha. Morgoth is very similar to Margit, but uh, has a bunch of new attacks, especially in the later phase. So I, I think we're going to start to encounter, you know, by this point in the game, I had done all of mid game. I mean, I had like completed Ronnie's quest line as much as I could amongst like all the other places under under the ground 
And by the time I started to get back onto the main quest, I was I was literally using some of the most powerful spells in the game. So mm-hmm. you'd have uh, battles like this where I'd just be like, uh, I I you know Azure Azure Beam was that what it is? Comet Azure, yeah. Yeah, I would just do that, and then like, oh, that's not hitting right now. Okay, let me move and you know go try this again. Um, so I thought he was great, uh, but I I think I beat him really fast. So I'm putting him in B because from the videos I've seen of other people fighting him, he looks really cool. However. I beat the first phase. I died one time and then I beat the first phase and then the second phase started and he starts doing this speech. And while he's doing his speech, I used Comet Azur and killed him and he was dead before he was finished with his speech. So <laughs> I don't have a lot of like specific things to say about especially phase 2. Phase 1 was pretty fun from other people's videos of phase 2. From other people's videos of Phase 2, that looks pretty cool, uh, but I don't have a whole lot to say, so B. Yeah, B for me too. All right. Uh, next up is Commander Nile. We're going into the um, the snow levels. Ca- uh, Commander Nile is the boss of Castle Soul, uh, who, which is an optional but pretty important step along uh, getting to, I think, getting to the Halig Tree, um, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, that- Sounds right. Um, Commander he's Nile. Like Commander O'Neill uh, in the in, in Kaled the in the sort yeah. of central area. Um, I I liked the the visuals and like the idea that he's got like a peg leg that's a sword. Um, he's a boss that only shows up, you know, two times. So again, he gets the uniqueness factor. Honestly, I thought O'Neill was probably a tier for me nile is probably a b only because um the stuff that he spawns with i could not stand those um fully armored knights that were dual wielding like broadswords i couldn't stand them yeah the things that he spawns with are really hard by themselves and now there's two of them and a boss so Mm -hmm. nile is going in d tier for me and if it was just Nile, I would probably put him in A, probably B or A, I think. But it's not. He spawns with two ads, and they're incredibly hard for me. And then once you kill the ads and you get to fight Nile one on one, I found that really fun. I actually really liked learning his move set. But two ads, like I get it. The story, he's a commander, these are his soldiers he's summoning in and stuff like that. But I, from a, place per, a play perspective, which comes first, I think it's pretty shitty. However, uh, I do have one very fun thing <laughs> where I was, because uh, I had such a hard time with this, I put my summon sign down and was helping other people uh, fight him. <laughs> and this one time, someone summoned me and another person. And we all were summoned in. We all looked like we had fairly different builds. But as soon as we walked in the door, all three of us drank that wondrous physic that gives you unlimited magic. And all three of us <laughs> used Comet Azure and he died in five seconds. Not, no joke, just melted. And I saved the video of it. And it was so, it was just very funny. And I did not feel bad because he's a dick. So Commander Nile. 
<laughs> well done. Next up. Ooh, this is a big one. Literally and figuratively. The mm-hmm. Fire Giant. Ah, yes. Um, I really like the Fire Giant. He, I mean, he's a Fire Giant. And there's, like, it's sort of exactly what you'd expect. Like, he's, it's, he's huge. Um, you're getting up, you're attacking his legs. Uh, he's doing these big attacks. I think he's in, I think he's an A tier for me. His second phase, when he transforms, it looks so good. Like never at any point would I expect a giant eye and mouth to come out of someone's abdomen. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I thought that was great from start to finish. That's one of the coolest mid boss fight cutscenes that FromSoft has ever done. When that eye appeared, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Something ba- I, I'm about to get. I'm about to get destroyed. I mean, mm-hmm. the third eye came out of his his stomach. That's got to be bad for me. Um, I have him in A tier too. I think the fight is fine. Um, I like that you can summon Alexander for the fight. I like Alexander. And I like that you can ride your horse. Uh, whenever you have a big arena and a big boss, I love riding Torrent around. Um, a lot of people use Torrent for... Um, there's a thing where when you dismount torrent, you get iframes during that animation. So the fire giant has one attack that's like kind of hard to dodge because it covers such a huge area. But if you dismount torrent, you'll iframe through it, which is kind of a, a nice strategy that people have found. Um, I think I beat him my second try, which is again, probably why I have such a high opinion of him. I know some people had a, really hard time like um uh Aaron Aaron was on the show last week and he was he had a horrible time with the fire giant and I know his his experience is not unique uh, but I didn't I really like the fight a tier I think I beat him on my first try but uh the spectacle again I'll never forget just him tearing off his own leg it's just brutal it's yeah. great <laughs> from software has this in like several of their games where you know, Godric cuts off his arm, the fire giant rips his leg off, um, amygdala or amygdala in, uh, in bloodborne rips off one of its arms and uses it as a weapon against you. Anytime that (laughs) shit starts happening in one of these games, you know, you know, things just got real. (laughs) Next up, we have the regal ancestor spirit and you fight a couple of these. Yeah. The, the big ancient deer. Um, I I was fine on these. The first time I, I fought it, uh, I like, I really liked it. The second time I fought it, I liked the music and the, and the arena more than I actually liked the fight. Because it just starts disappearing and, and mm-hmm. reappearing far away from you a little bit too much. So uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think this is probably low B, maybe even in the C tier, but um, it's it's unique. I mean, you'd never fight anything else quite like it. Yeah. Oh, man. This one's tough. I, I really like the visual. I like the idea of fighting this giant, you know, stag. I just, the fight is fine. It's not anything special 
it's not as bad as the final boss for like disappearing and reappearing really far away from you. Oh, but, I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. I'll put this one in B. There, I don't think there's anything this boss does wrong or like anything that I think is bad or not fun, but there isn't anything that I think is really special other than the way it looks and its design. So B tier, it's a an average boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuing, we're still going through underground stuff uh, with, we're in the, oh, I forget what this area is called, but we're going to fight Fia's champions. And this is connected to her quest line. So I don't, did you even get this far in her quest line? I did. I actually, um, I mean, I did almost the entire game. Like, I, I think I've, I've completed most quest lines and side quests and everything. I okay. thought that Fia's quest, uh, I thought it was actually one of the better quest lines in the entire game. Um, the, the end of it here, when you start to fight like her champions and stuff, um, wasn't super exciting. I felt like they all died pretty quickly. That might have been a testament to how far along in the game I was at that time. But I don't remember having an issue with them at all. Um, so I'll say B, because I'm pretty sure I did it first try. Yeah, I beat it first try too. I have it in D. I just don't, you know, some some of these games have fights like this, whether it's a full boss fight or, you know, just kind of like a set piece where you fight a bunch of NPCs. And I I just think it's boring. And if you're really into the story of Fia's quest, then this might hit a little bit harder, but I don't really care. I don't really feel bad for killing like Rajir or something during this. So this was boring. They all go down really quickly. Like I said, from software NPCs are, if you're at the right level and you're doing enough damage, they're all pretty damn easy. These are no exception. Put this one in D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, though, uh, something a little bit more interesting. It's another dragon fight. Um, Fia asks you to like go into this memory, and inside of the memory, you fight Lich Dragon Fortisax. So I fought this thing. I killed it very quickly because I was probably pretty overleveled for what it is at the time. Actually, I remember I beat Fia's champions, and then I got worried that like fighting this and finishing her quest would affect the ending I got and I wasn't ready to commit to an ending. So I just like left it and did a bunch of other shit and then came back. <laughs> so I killed this thing pretty quickly. Um, so I don't have a lot of, you know, detailed things to share. It looks cool. It was not bullshit when I fought it. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it in B. Same thing I did for Morgoth and Elamer. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have Moog, Lord of Blood. Where do you got Moog? So uh, Moog, uh, I mean, like many bosses on this this list, uh, Moog looks 
beautiful. The yeah. um, start to finish uh, aesthetics of that battle are S tier. They are. You're in this like red glowing golden um, like you know Greek uh, Acropolis sort of thing and he shows up out of this gross cocoon pool of blood. Um, all that being said I crushed Moog so quickly because by this point the build was all starting to come together. I was overpowered. Um, I was getting the rhythm of the game. I can not tell you a single thing that this guy does other than move around <laughs> with a trident. But um, it, it looks great. It looks amazing start to finish. Moog, unfortunately, is going to be the first of many bosses that gets probably an undeserving B tier just because I beat him so fast. That being said, his looks are S tier. So I think I hit the right thing with this one. Like I beat him in two or three tries. So like that's right in my sweet spot where like I, I learn the attacks a little bit across a couple of failed tries. I summon in my spirit ash, my mimic tier, and then I am able to beat him uh, that way. And you're right. Like the spectacle of it, there's, there's so many effects flying through the air you know there's blood everywhere uh flying around this is one of those fights where like you're constantly getting hit with stuff and it's constantly like getting bleed on you and stuff like that but it feels a lot more dangerous than it actually is and so you maybe freak out when if you just chill it's actually i don't think this is that hard and especially he has that one attack that that procs bleed on you three times in a row, uh, like at the beginning of his second phase. And that's like super intimidating when you first come across it. But when you kind of realize like, oh, just kind of heal three times, you'll be fine. And then get back to the fight. Um, I really, really like this. It is in S tier, partly for spectacle, partly for... Um, this move set that's really fun to learn, I think. And then uh, just doing some stuff that's pretty unique as far as bosses go. So that's a S tier for Moog for me. Nice. Next up, we have, um, this is a weird one. We're just going to throw it in here. The full grown falling star beast. Oh yeah. Um, these guys, uh, this is like, by, by now, he will be like the third or fourth that you fight throughout the game. Um, they were always fine. They were uh, inoffensive to me, but they, they weren't particularly amazing boss fights. They seemed relatively simple, just charging bull. I'll just kind of get out of your way. The gravity attacks were kind of fun. Um, to learn the first few times ultimately uh i think it's a b tier like it's it's fine yeah yeah i don't have really strong thoughts about this that gravity attack is really cool the first time it hits you with it but you end up not getting hit with it a bunch once you learn how to avoid it and you just fight this thing too many fucking times like you you fight like six of these things throughout the game and there were a couple times when I was like, uh, like at the top of, um, uh, fuck, what's it called? Volcano Manor, the top of uh, Mount yes. Gelmir. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you you go through all these things. You're climbing these ladders. You're killing these enemies. You're fighting your way up to the top. And then when you get to the top, it's Falling Star Beast number five that you fight. <laughs> and that was kind of a letdown. So I'm going to put mm-hmm. this in C. If you fought this thing one time, I think it's fine. Still not great, but they wear out their welcome, I think. Agreed. All right. Now we're getting into um, kind of the the end of the main quest and then some of the infamous uh, optional bosses here. So the first one uh, is the Godskin Apostle, uh, which again is the skinny one of the duo, of the Godskin duo. Um, and you fight, you can fight one of these on Altus Plateau uh, near Mount Gilmere in the Windmill Village. There's also one at the bottom of this tower in um, in Kaled, and that's the first one I fought, which is way harder than the one in the Windmill Village. So where are you putting the uh, Godskin Apostle? That's uh, that's actually, the first one I fought was also in that the basement of a tower in Kaled, and that's good to know that he's way harder than the Windmill, because uh-huh. he might be the hardest... The, he might be the boss I fought the most times in, in all of Elden Ring. Um, so I don't like him. Like, I'm very frustrated with, with his <laughs> boss fight. Even after learning it and finally doing better and then, you know, moving forward to the, to the duo and everything, he's a C, uh, maybe even D for me. He can do too many things. He gets all stretchy. He's throwing fire everywhere. <laughs> It was very frustrating. I actually like this fight. It's in B. I don't love it, but I did enjoy learning the moves. Um, I spent probably too much time trying to fight the one in Kaled before I was like properly leveled up for it. But I do like this fight. Um, I like how he's stretching around. It's really unsettling. Um, so B tier for me. Uh, so yeah. By themselves, I guess I have the Godskin Apostle in B, the Godskin Noble in C by themselves, but now we have the Godskin Duo uh, because we're going through Crumbling Pharaoh Missoula in the quest. So, whew, Godskin Duo, Jim, where do you have these? <laughs> I mean, we've. I think we've both sort of said that we we dislike the idea when the when the developer just thinks, ah, just throw two of them at them, they'll be fine. Um, uh-huh. By crumbling Farah Missoula, I mean, I'd done the Halig tree and everything by this point. So I was, you know, full on, oh, okay, here's a boss. I'm just going to comment Azure this thing down. I don't remember having a big issue with the Godskin duo, which is funny because I think the, the, the Reddit, you know, subreddit was, like, oh, these guys are awful after so many patches. Uh, they're probably, just because it's the duo and and I think that two is not great, they're C, but I really don't remember them very much. Yeah, so I'm putting them in C also, and they would go in D, but From Software recently patched them, so they're easier now. Um, they're, because... The thing that sucks about them is you you don't just fight two of you don't just fight two of them. They constantly revive each other until the yes. you know until the health bar is down. It's awful. And I 
I think that's shitty. I you should just be able to kill both of them. It's pretty tough. Like, just let me kill both of them, um, and then have it be done. But from software didn't want to do it like that for whatever reason. The only reason this isn't in D tier is you get an NPC summon there that's really good. And my philosophy is if the game gives you a very obvious NPC summon, especially in a two-on-one fight, why not take it? I mean, if you don't take it, you're artificially making it harder for yourself. They made it very obvious that like they want you to take the dude from Volcano Manor into this fight with you. So I did, and I had my... um, Actually, I don't think you can use your spirit ashes if you summon. But anyway, I took this dude in with me and I beat them uh, on maybe my second try and it was fine. I don't like the idea of the fight though and that's why it's down in C. Just like really hard for me to get excited about a two-on-one fight if it's not... Well, I don't even like Ornstein and Smo that much. So like I won't even use them <laughs> as an example. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. C for the Godskin yeah. duo. All right. Next up is um, Malekith the Black Blade. Ah, he looks great. Uh, his yeah. his boss fight looks awesome. And and uh, bonus points for the fact that you meet him earlier. For like, there's there's at least backstory between you guys with you giving him the death root and him kind of like unlocking certain mm-hmm. ashes of war for you. Yep. Um, but uh, as far as the the fight in and of itself is as amazing as it looks, again, by this point I was over leveled and the build was all together. I think I beat him on my second try. I think I had more trouble with the like the the doorman for him than I did for him. The the <laughs> like tree sentinel that's running around crumbling far on Missoula. I think I beat him on my second try. I remember him being like very jumpy through the air, which was like a lot of fun, kept me on my toes. Uh, but other than that, not having a ton of problems with him, I'd put him in A. Ooh, okay. I have him in C. Uh, I think that Malaketh is capital T, capital M, too much. <laughs> too aggressive. He has that status effect that whenever he hits you with his fucking burning sword, he'll it'll like burn off part of your HP. Yeah, the first I mean the first fight, the first phase of the fight when he's just, you know, the beast master or whatever he's called. Um I I don't really like that part either. And then Malaketh comes in, he's jumping around, he's whenever he jumps, he throws these like discs of energy at you. He has these relentless sword combos. It's it's just too much. And this is, um, one of the more troubling boss fights for me, like in the whole game. Uh, so I think this one took me, I don't know, 10 to 15 tries, uh, to beat. I did not have fun learning this. And then the time I beat it, it was just because like, oh, my spirit summon survived phase one and then was able to draw attention a little bit in phase two and let me get in some hits and then, Oh shit, my spirit someone died. And then I was just, I don't know, somehow able to do it, but I don't really know how, you know, like I didn't feel like I ever learned this fight. So yeah. See? Yeah. Not a big fan. 
I I had the, I think a similar situation with potentially the next boss. I don't know. I don't want to give it away. I'll I'll let you introduce. <laughs> okay. Well, the next boss uh, is in Crumbling Faramazula too. It's another optional boss. In fact, I totally missed this until I was ready to beat the game. And I remembered seeing people mention this name around. And I was like, wait, I never fought that. Where is that? And it's because it's hidden behind one of the one of the only boss runs in the entire game and a thing where you have to go lie down and uh, wait <laughs> for like the storm to pick you up. Yeah, like, so like I found the boss arena or like I found the place where you have to lie down, but I just missed the prompt to lie down. So I was like, oh, okay, there's nothing down here. And then I left and I never went back. Turns out that's where you fight uh, Dragon Lord Placidosax. Yeah. Uh, de- so this guy, uh, this is who I thought we were going to talk about next. All right. Yep. I was hoping we were going to. So this guy I missed. And I remember running through Crumbling Far Missoula and seeing that spot down there by the base of the tornado and being like, I bet you I can get down there. And never finding that cliff you have to jump off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when, you know, later on, you know, we, I was asked to do this, it was like, well, there's this boss I never fought. So I went back, turned on Elden Ring after, you know, weeks of being off of it, went in, tried this guy, um, three or four times, never beat him, decided I'm never going to try again. (laughs) And so that's the end of that. But Um, similar thing where, you know, for me, he was a lot to deal with. I disliked, uh, the fact that he kind of redons, he will disappear. And then all of a sudden a bomb you from out of the air. And he was like one hit killing me at level a hundred and, you know, 50 or whatever (laughs) level I was at. Like he was one shotting me. Um, what you just described with Malaketh, I was having the same issues here where it'd be like my spirit ashes, you know, okay, I can maybe get the mimic tier to survive for a little bit longer, which is then going to dictate how far I can go in this battle. Cause if I can get off and, you know, shoot this guy and get him in a good spot, um, it, it just got to, I think I tried it four or five different times. I mean, I'm sure if I had continued on with it, I would have beat him, but I wasn't having a great time. Um, maybe I just wasn't in the mood, but he's, he was a C for me. Um, just very frustrating. Yeah, I totally get that. I have him in A. I really like this fight. I found it very learnable, even the parts where he's disappearing and redonning in, as you said. Uh, I found those to be... <laughs> I found those to be pretty much automatic dodges. And the only reason this thing is not in S tier is because it has like this laser beam attack in its second phase that will one hit kill you. And I'm not a fan of that. I I just don't understand why that continues to be something that from software puts in their boss fights. And this is not like Mm -hmm. a Dave didn't level vigor thing. Like I had vigor at 50 for most of the game. So this was, yeah, but the rest of the fight I found was really fun. Um, again, this game has great dragon fights, and I think this one is the most complex of all the dragons. Definitely has the most health, and yeah, I just really liked it. 
Mm-hmm. He looks good. The two heads. I mean, I'm always a sucker for a two headed dragon. Yeah. I mean, who isn't? If you don't like a two headed <laughs> dragon, you can get out. That's right. Uh, next up. So we're going into kind of uh, the end game here. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do? Let's go to the uh, the Hallig tree and then let's do the end of the main game bosses. So All right. kind of the, you know, the one I think I have the the least to talk about here in the end game is uh, Loretta, Knight of the Hallig tree. Yeah, she I thought was great. Actually, the first time you fought her in uh, up in Caria Manor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I remember actually having like trouble with her there, but like still liking the fight enough that I wanted to continue with it. I still liked her uh, in in the Highleg Tree. I didn't necessarily dislike her at all. Again, I by this point, uh, the intelligence build and the spells that I was unlocking meant that I, unless I really needed to, I didn't have to get in. Uh, bosses faces and you know correct me if i'm wrong dave i think at least for me with limited FromSoft experience these games tend to i think most optimally be played when you are kind of up in the boss's face where you're being just as aggressive as they are getting your roles getting your iframes that's to me where they seem to be the most exciting it's it's definitely the optimal strategy for a lot of bosses, for sure. I, I don't know if it's like for all of them, but certainly for anything bigger than you are, you want to be up in their crotch or like in their butt crack. It's it's a tried yeah. and true strategy in most FromSoft games. Yeah. Stay on it, stagger them, get your God of War style like finishers. But yep. <laughs> um, she, she's got a, a horse... Um, which is fine, but so that allows her to cover quite a lot of distance. Um, I always liked her spells. The bow, the bow spell, I thought was one of the most useful ones in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. She probably gets, she probably goes in B for me. Yeah, I'll put her in B as well. I'm, you know, by this point in the Halley Tree, you have fought countless tree sentinels and other enemies on horseback, knights, cavalry, and stuff like that. So when you get here, it's just like, throw in a couple of spells. They're not so hard to dodge. This fight was pretty easy. I basically like just wiped the floor with her. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot to say other than like, it's just kind of like a warm up for what's coming. Um, but yeah, I'll put it, I'll put Loretta in B. Uh, the one, the fight in Caria Manor was cool. It's a really cool arena there, uh, you know, surrounded by all the chairs and stuff like that. Mm. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, the most infamous, uh, maybe the most infamous from software boss that they've ever created, and it <laughs> is Millennia, Blade of Mikola. Heed. My words. I am Melania, Blade of Mikola. And I have never known defeat. Uh, this is, uh, I, I 
don't like her. This is the <laughs> legend that I'm not a fan of. There's a there's a meme that I'm going to quote from the subreddit, which, you know, sticks with me forever about this. And I'm probably even going to get the quote wrong. But it was basically like, you know, whatever bullshit millennia is pulling off is like just super unfair. I think she's a C. Uh, I don't like how much she can do and mm-hmm. how big her hitboxes are. And I think Scarlet Rot sucks. Uh, so, yeah, for all those reasons, she's C tier for me. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I really like this. But can I put it in S tier while still acknowledging like things that I think are kind of bullshit? I'm not sure. So I'm going to put her in A. Uh, I actually really do like learning this fight. I think it's very learnable. So her her attacks that heal you, those suck. Like straight up, I don't like that as an idea. Or the attacks that heal her, sorry. Um, I don't like that if even if you block the attack, it still heals. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And the kind of jumping in the air Hornet from Hollow Knight attack, it's... There are ways to dodge it and there are ways to get away from it, but you need to have such good reaction time to avoid it that the time that I beat her, she just didn't use that attack. And that's probably why I beat her. Um, However, I think that there's some nuance to her because there are things that make it easier. She's super susceptible to status effects. Uh, Frostbite and bleed were what I used, but... I've seen people use Scarlet Rot against her. She can be staggered very easily. Like you can stun lock her for a full combo, um, which is not something that most bosses let you do. So like there are things that I think suck, but there are obvious concessions that From Software made to make it a little bit more fair. When she starts phase two, she starts with like 70% of a health bar, which is kind of weird, but kind of cool. I don't know. It's it's a really interesting fight to think about the mechanics behind all of it. Um, so did you beat her? I did. Um, what I, was your strategy? I actually, oh, goodness. My strategy <laughs> was bust out the mimic tier and, and pray. Um, get a good get a good wondrous physic. Seriously, I didn't I never summoned in like uh, real people to come help me. So like uh, Oh my gosh, let me solo her. You know, like I never got to meet uh, that legend. But, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, you know, for me, it was the mimic tier and then just pray to God it, it could distract her and survive long enough that I could do what I felt I needed to. With Dark Souls 1 and then this game, obviously there's a lot of stuff in it that, you know, like giants were never real and neither were wolf men or whatever. But the one thing that I always liked is that when it came to the weapon attacks, uh, a person holding a weapon, it felt, to me at least, it looks like it it could feel real and that the sweep was there. And then she just had this attack that would come out of nowhere and it would like hit in a 360 around her. You know, actually, it, it was literally a whole sphere, you know, and she'd do that like three or four times. Yeah, the Hornet attack. It was just attack. frustrating. Exactly. You you described it very well with that. Um, And that was always just very frustrating to me. And and that's 
extending into the realms of like, okay, we're just Dragon Ball Z at this point. <laughs> my so my strategy was I I tended to go for most bosses. I went Moonveil right hand and a shield in the left hand. I used a lot of guard counters throughout the game. Use some magic when I have a, a chance. Use the Moonveil's weapon art when I have a chance. But that didn't work against Millennia. So I had to kind of redo my strategy. And what I ended up finding out was because you can stagger her and you can stun lock her, you can interrupt her attacks if you hit her in the right, uh, the right timing, is I made a, an ice uh, Uchigatana and I dual-wielded katanas. And then when I summoned in my Mimic tier, it was also dual-wielding katanas. And we could get ourselves in the right position where Melania is up against a wall, and we would just combo, 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 combo. And that just, the time that it worked the way I planned, it just melted her first phase health bar down. And then the second phase, once you learn how to dodge that dive bomb, it's really not that bad. And I, I think I have a video of this. She did the dive bomb. Um, I hit her with the Comet Azura when she was uh, recovering from that dive bomb. And then she started to aggro again. But by that point, she had like 15% health and just a couple of ranged like rock slings was enough. And that was really cool. It was, it was a strategy that I just through trial and error found that worked best getting frost uh what is it frost uh frostbite and bleed at the same time really helped out and then the second phase strategy to get through it because it is a lot and people will see the let me solar her guy but that's not a typical experience for most people so um yeah he's a freak yeah but I do think that this fight is learnable, and I did like how it made me experiment with my own build in a way that none of the other bosses made me do. And then once I did experiment and find the thing that I thought was going to work the best, it just took, you know, four or five tries, and then I'd, I had it down. So, yeah, mm-hmm. putting this one in A tier, there are some issues with it for sure, but um, I ended up just pretty positive overall on it. Yeah. Nice. Okay, we have three more bosses left, and this is the end game boss rush right here. So, st- <laughs> starting off with Sir Gideon off near the All Knowing. Yeah, so Sir Gideon uh, liked him as a character, uh, barely remember him as a boss. I think I did die to him, but only because I think I jumped off the bridge on accident. (laughs) Um, Like, it was just like, oh, I'll just go over here, and then proceeded to die. But um, I don't remember his boss fight very much. Um, Again, he's another one of these NPCs. I actually do agree with what you said, where a lot of times the the NPCs, they are kind of easy to cheese a bit. Um, I don't remember having a problem with this guy. Uh, he gets a B because I liked his character and he's not very memorable as a boss fight. Yeah, I'm putting him in C. First of all, extremely easy, like maybe just a warm up for the next boss, but super easy. I don't even know if he hit me. Of course, I was using my spirit ash, but he was dead 
very quickly. And I think that's by design. I don't think this is a really hard fight that people are having trouble with. It's just not very memorable other than the fact that he's kind of been your mentor throughout the whole game, um, giving you advice on where to go and background on some of the bosses. And then when you do get to the end, he's waiting for you in that room. I kind of enjoyed that, but the fight itself, pretty forgettable. So C tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one though, unforgettable in a lot of ways. Uh, so we're combining Godfrey, uh, the first Elden Lord and Horalu together. Yeah. Um, I loved Godfrey and thought Horalu was so weird. Like just so <laughs> bizarre. It um, is bizarre. Godfrey, it looks great. Like you've got this sort of like, crazy conan the barbarian he's got a giant axe and this like lion that halfway through the battle he rips its face off and everything um great boss battle uh great visuals uh some people on you know like reddit and stuff have shown how like it seems to be as though godfrey's grace is actually pointing to you Showing that, like, you know, if this was his story, you are his destiny sort of thing. Uh-huh. So uh, you've got these wonderful uh, things that are set up. And then halfway through the battle, he just turns into like a like a, a bloody sumo wrestler. Yeah. Um, it takes a weird left turn. <laughs> and like I, I don't even remember the second part of the boss battle because I think he tried to come grapple me a couple times and after i rolled out of the way it like i was able to beat him in the amount of time that it took him to recover um so i thought he was i thought godfrey was a and horaliu i honestly can't even um <laughs> rank so like he gets a tier by default okay that's fair enough um i'm putting this combo in b uh, because I don't like um, I don't like Godfrey that much. I don't think Godfrey's very interesting. <laughs> nice. Uh, Horalu is hilarious uh, when he <laughs> goes through that transition and that cutscene's really cool, as we as you said. And then he runs over and grapples you and suplexes you into the ground. I love that. Like I laughed out loud uh, when I saw <laughs> that. I think Horalu's great, um, but I think Godfrey is forgettable. I don't remember most of Godfrey's moves. I know he stomps the ground a bunch and this is my fault. I know, but I never ever through 95 hours internalized to jump during boss fights. Never. And that's the, that's the move where you have to jump when he stomps the ground. But I just, you know, I can't undo 500 hours of muscle memory playing the other from software <laughs> games to learn how to jump during boss fights. It's just not going to happen. So sure. Yeah. Uh, B tier overall. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say except that horror Lou is hilarious. And again, from <laughs> software, just being weird. I love it. All right. Last one, Jim, the Here combo of, uh, Radagon of the golden order and the Elden beast.
and we can kind of tackle these separately if you want to, but they, they go in the tier list together, so. Okay, so they definitely deserve to be talked about uh, separately. Radigan, okay. uh, but we can we can rank them together. I'm fine with that. Radigan is, I mean, it's the boss fight you've been going up for the whole time. You walk in, you get a good cutscene, the music starts, it's intense. Uh, Radigan has a lot of moves where they are just on you the whole time. There's like this jumping hammer throw that I remember just being very intimidated by. Uh, they're doing the slow walk. All of your damage is, you know, you're not staggering this person. Mm -hmm. They are intimidating. It's a, it's a really solid final boss fight. And then the Elden Beast is really weird and kind of a microcosm of a lot of the things that I found frustrating with some of the most frustrating bosses that we've talked about. Um, they, the Elden Beast, you fight him on this. So visually, it looks great. You have this um, giant, you know, brontosaurus with all these sort of you know, things coming out of its back and it's got the, the inside of it looks like, you know, a constellation and the cosmos. So it looks great, but it is, uh, it's moving around on a battlefield that's way too big. It's getting really far away from you and then tossing these, you know, commodores back at you. But then you have to kind of spend 30 to 40 seconds like just running over to get to it and maybe it will move by then just kind of i don't know i felt like radigan was was a really good final boss and i thought that the elden beast as a final boss was interesting to look at radigan is a tier easy maybe s tier elden beast is probably a c so combined together uh, I'd say that's high B, low A. Okay, interesting. I am salty. I'll get that. I'll say that right out front. I'm very salty about go. this fight. I think Radagon is too much. Like, it's the final boss. Sure, make Radagon be as hard as he is. But Radagon is as hard or harder than the Soul of Cinder in Dark Souls 3, which is one, another boss fight that I hate because he never stops. There's no pause. Mm -hmm. I never found consistent windows to attack. So I had a, I had such a hard time. Like Radagon was harder than Millennia because at least with Millennia, I could learn and be like, okay, that attack, I see that tell, I know that attack. Okay, she jumps up in the air, start running. That attack is coming. And with Radagon, it just seemed like endless combos. When the combo's over, he jumps back and throws a ranged attack. I just could not get my head around it. So Radagon by himself, I would put at C. Elden Beast, though. Elden Beast is like the coolest fucking thing to look at. Like one of the coolest bosses um, I've ever seen in a FromSoft mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. I hate this fight, though. Like, I think the fight yeah. is legit <laughs> terrible. Uh, so this combo is going in D. I, I hate this. And if you split them up, that would have been more fair, I think. But doing them back to back with as hard as Radagon is, and then as much of a fucking war of attrition as the Elden Beast is, I hate it. 
And I was thinking, and I, this is not my unique thought. Lots of people have said this too, but if they just let you ride Torrent during, during the Elden Beast fight, it would be so much better because then you can avoid all of this homing magic that he shoots out. And when he teleports to the other side of the arena, you can run over there and get back up close. I played this as a ranged magic fight. I can only imagine what it would be like for someone who's using a colossal weapon or something like that. It would be unbearable. Mm. Uh, So this is the only fight in the game that I had to summon another human to help me beat. And the person I summoned in was <laughs> they were power stancing two colossal weapons, like <laughs> two insane weapons. And they basically like we beat Radagon together and then they beat the Elden Beast by themselves uh, while oh, I kind of gosh. avoided damage and just shot magic while I could. <laughs> I hate this. I think this is let me think through final bosses. Um the final boss of Dark Souls 2 is a little bit anticlimactic from a play perspective, but I don't hate it. It's easy. The final boss of Dark Souls 3 I, I really don't like, but I like it more than this because it's just one boss fight. Um, so yeah, I hate this. It's D tier. It's it's a shame to end this on a sour note with like one of my least favorite things in the game, but that's how the game ends. So yeah, D for Radagon and the Elden Beast, mostly because I I hate the Elden Beast fight, uh, actually fighting it, even though it looks so cool. It's so cool, Jim. And the music in the final boss, they're doing the like the reprise of the title theme. It's really good music, but I just got so frustrated with the fight. It's it's hard to disagree with you, but uh, the music. I mean, just to lay on that a little bit, the music in this whole game like slaps start to it's finish. excellent it's yeah a great soundtrack mm-hmm. and i mean when people listen to this episode they'll hear music uh throughout the episode from the different bosses and all the other episodes in elden ring month have been full of music from the game i agree the music pretty much consistently through the game is really good and yeah that last boss fight that was one where it was like really got me pumped up bringing back that title theme music you know this is a long ass game and you've heard that title screen every time you boot the game up for however long it takes you to get to that point and then they bring it back at this you know this climax this ending yeah it's real good this is a thing that from software has been doing for a while now where they have these like multi-phase boss fights like where sometimes like two even three full boss fights back to back to back and if you if you die in phase three, you have to do phase one and two all over again. It's a huge problem in Dark Souls three with some of the harder bosses. And let's uh Sekiro's final boss is like this too. It's it gets to be a real drag. And then Elden Ring like really didn't do that for most of the game until the final boss, and it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, you know. But you know, it it is what it is. I'm looking at my tier list. Things are things are good for the most part. Um that's kind of how I want to wrap this episode up is just by going over uh, what do we have in the uh, the D tier, you know, the bottoms, and then what do we have in the A and S tier? So uh, for me, I have in the D tier, I have the Red Wolf of Radagon, 
And then we have the uh, like the multi fights, right? The Crucible Knight and Misbegotten Warrior, Commander Nile, Thea's Champions, and then Radagon and Elden Beast. That's the D tier for me. A tier, I have Margit, the Fell Omen, Flying Dragon Agil, Renala, uh, Estelle, Natural Boy of the Void, Fire Giant, Placidusax, and Millennia. And then the best of the best, the S tier, I have four bosses here, Godric, Radon, Rykard, and Moog. And of those, it's hard to pick a favorite. I'm going to remember Radon, I think, the most from this game, and Rykard, of course, for different reasons. But yeah, that's my S tier. Altogether, uh, it's, I mean, this game has a lot of boss battles. Um, and I think the quality of them stays consistently very high, even though we are placing things in C and in D. Uh, you said so earlier, and I couldn't agree more that a, a D list boss battle in this game might be one of the best boss battles in another game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I actually had anything in D tier. I'm going to I'm going to toss a little bit of shade uh, things that we didn't talk about and say like stuff like the death bird uh that yeah, can be in d all day birds. those things Dude, suck they're horrible rune bears <laughs> like just awful i never wanted to come across one of those i'd usually be like oh well i guess i'm just not going in this room then but like for the most part you know some of my worst things that i was having the least amount of fun with like placidusax that was something where I had left the game and, and then came back. So, you know, I might not have been um, up to snuff with what I was doing. Whereas, you know, my A tiers, uh, the vast majority of your shard bearers, I think, are an A tier for me. Um, your S tiers, obviously, the ones that I, I love the most. I did put Margit up there. Um I thought that uh, the the fire giant was absolutely great. Uh, obviously, Rikard, uh because together, <laughs> together. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I th I think um, my favorite is probably going to be Margit. Honestly, just because of how much uh, he sort of introduces to the game. Plus, I mean, like I just love whispering to myself like foul tarnished yeah put these foolish ambitions to rest that's right and i have cool well uh this has been this has been good we're at about two hours going through the bosses in elden ring and we if we wanted to be thorough we have like 70 more bosses to go through but this is i think this is enough these are the bosses that really demand the most uh discussion i think um yeah. So Jim, thanks for going through this, uh, this tier list with me. This has been fun, dude. Always good to talk to you and good to talk games. Thanks for having me. Um, always good to be on here. You, uh, you run a tight ship. <laughs> um, and thank everybody for listening. If you would like to do this tier list for yourself and share your tier list, uh, with us, I will put a link to the, uh, the tier maker, uh, website down in the show notes. You can go find that. We'll also be chatting about the tier lists uh, in the Tales from the Backlog, the Backlog, Tales from the Backlog, my own show, Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> and the Discord server is a great place to come in and talk about games and talk about 
uh, my other show, A Top 3 Podcast, and all kinds of other life stuff. So if you would like to join the Discord server, we would love to have you. You'll find an invite link down in the show notes. Come on in, talk some Elden Ring, talk some other games, whatever else is going on uh, in your life. We'd love to have you. So if you would like to support Tales from the Backlog, once again, best things to do are to hit subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a five-star rating and or review on your podcast platform of choice if they allow such things. We uh, That's very helpful. And yeah, j- uh, come in next week. We will be uh, out of Elden Ring month back into the regular style of the show. Different video games each week and then uh, the random odd break from the backlog episode. So we're finished with Elden Ring. We'd love to see you for the next game that comes out of the backlog. Backlog.